Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. I'm coming to you on this episode with a very excited spirit. I had an amazing week this past week in many ways, and I want to share with you a perspective that hit me like a lightning bolt, and it was electrically charged by middle school and high school students. I mean, like, I was energized in a new way and had my spirit for the future charged to a phenomenally high level of love for what is to come. As we head into the holiday season and midwinter, I want to challenge you to look at the young people in your life in a new way, a hopeful way, and an optimistic way. All the things going on around us adults, it's getting to us. It's putting a mediocre mindset in our brains, and as a result, we are often modeling to those around us a general weirdness. Some have demonstrated a lack of resolve, a limited ability to maintain optimism, and a general defeatist mindset. As a result, we forget that we are always leading. Each of us. Every day is leading whether we want to or not. Why? Well, a leader is anyone who has influence over another person. And as a result, every action we take is leading. How we enter a room, how we present at the dinner table, how we respond to challenges and stress. We are always leading, modeling, teaching. And guess what? The young are watching. The young are always following you. And the young are always learning from you. As a result, they are looking to each of us for the pathway to their future. They are counting on us to be our best. Model resilience. Show them how to be tenacious and lead through a life of optimism. So what was it that caused this new level of energy? I ran two back-to-back leadership trainings and certifications for students. One day I had 65 middle school students from different schools across our state. And the next day, the very next day, I worked with over 80 high school students. All of them were participants in a leadership day with me where they leave certified in leadership. I was inspired to begin working like this a few years ago when my son, Charlie, came home his junior year of high school and told me he had been selected to be a captain for his soccer team. I told him I was really proud of him for being chosen for this leadership. And then I asked him, what is your job as a captain? His answer was, I don't know. I then asked him if he felt comfortable confronting others, holding people accountable, and modeling for the younger players how to be a member of a team. He looked at me like I had grown a third eyeball and walked away. Now, as his dad, I knew I couldn't sit him down and train him because, well, what high school kid wants to sit down for a training and learn leadership skills from their dad? So I created a training for young leaders for other people's kids. And I focus on reflective exercises that students can think about who they are, what they can do. And then I teach them the skills to have difficult conversations as leaders. We learn how to make it safe to collect feedback. We discuss the different types of leadership components. We identify what we admire. We focus on collaborating around the problems that we leaders face each day. And we create a journal that is filled with a self-actualization of who they actually are. We identify if they are introverts or extroverts. We review tools for providing voice for the entire team or club. We look at organizational skills. We focus on empathy and learning, and we start with learning about mindset and the importance of being young buffaloes and running into the storms that they are facing. I do these trainings for the price of lunch. Because the students, I believe that they need leadership and learning, and those skills should be easily accessible for kids. I share stories, and generally, 
I have a ton of fun, and I think they do too. I constantly hear about this generation of kids and how difficult they are, how many of them are making bad choices, and how they're generally more difficult than ever before. Is that true? It might be, in the sense that there might be more kids acting out, but after spending two days with nearly 150 kids who were between 6th grade and senior year of high school, I'm going to call bologna sausage. Why? Well, I was reminded why young people are so awesome. I was reminded how much they need us and how they're all a reflection of each of us. If kids are struggling, it's because the adults in their lives are struggling. If kids are stressed, we're stressed. If kids are failing, well, we're failing. What is my evidence for this bold claim? Well, that comes with a story. There are two reflective activities I do with the students in the leadership training. I ask them to work together through a fun and engaging process, and I have them rapidly identify as many qualities of people they admire as possible. Each student says words they truly admire in others, single words that they believe are the best ways to describe those that they admire. I wish you could be a fly on the wall to listen to the terms. Why? Because I truly believe that most disengaged and most engaged adults would be shocked to hear what I hear. Every word is a term that we would want them to be. Honest, caring, funny, giving, strong, courageous, loving, rational, relational, and kind. But now imagine a room of 65 middle school kids saying these things. Most of us would expect to hear things like cool, rich, risky. Things that we, the adults, believe that they believe because of the way that kids often and defensively present themselves to us. Because of the micro-judgments we make about middle school or high school kids by the way we see a couple of peacocking kids act out in public. But here, in this room, with me, I'm hearing everything good about the world. Everything we would want to hear from the kids. I ask the kids to sit back down and, and then write out on post-it pad the, pads the two qualities they admire the most. And then they place them up on the wall. Once we are finished, I ask them to quietly write down as many people they admire as possible. Here is where the biggest amount of energy was gained by me. Because these lists, they bring tears to my eyes and fill my soul with optimism. Many times the adults who are with me have the same response and feelings. Why? Well, I guess we judged kids when they walk in the door and we expect them to do what we expected them to do and identify the wrong people. The Kardashians, YouTubers, athletes, famous people, the ones who may or may not be what we believe to be the best role models. Are you ready to have a little bit of weight added to your day? Now, I say this because I'm about to share with you the list from the two days, and it should hit you like a ton of bricks as a reminder of how powerful we are in the lives of the young, of how we need to model being buffalo and leading wherever our feet are. Here are the people they admire. Mom, dad, grandma and grandpa, aunts, uncles, siblings, classmates, stepbrothers, stepsisters, teachers, coaches, principals, teammates, peers, strangers in the hall, my cousins, neighbors. The list also included the names of specific people in the lives of the kids, the names of teachers and coaches, guidance counselors, principals, their aunts, their uncles, their friends, and a few role models that they chose. But on each of the days, these diverse young people from schools of wealth, middle class, and poverty all identified the exact same types of attributes and behaviors. This should scare the snot out of us. Because 
It is the evidence that every moment of every day they are watching, learning, and modeling after our lives and leadership. They are seeing how we respond, and they are admiring us for those qualities. Now, once all the post-its are up on the wall with the attributes of those they admire, I select a few students to create categories for the words and then label those categories. I'm telling you, it is amazing. Because the most telling for me is that on two different days, with two different grade levels and five different school systems and a ton of diversity, they nearly create the exact list of qualities of those things that they admire in others. And this is when I got hit by lightning. Okay, what are they watching for and expecting from us? It's very simple and incredibly insightful. It is also proof that we need to be on our A-game every day for those we serve and are around and live our lives constantly and optimistically working for the young and everybody around us. I want to give you a little more background of the kids in the room on both of those days because it should impress upon you that these young buffaloes are representative of our real world and their real needs. There were kids from every race, every income level, every learning level. There were kids who were being raised by their parents, a single parent, a step-parent, a grandparent, or in foster care. There were kids who had confidence, kids without confidence, and kids with insecurities beyond our knowledge. There were kids who were athletes, advocates, club members, regular kids, all there because they were capable of leadership but not yet had figured out how to be a leader. And there were kids who were leaders but never felt like they were leaders or didn't know how to lead. And there were kids who never feel like they belonged. Purple hair, blonde hair, brown hair, black hair, heck, one with no hair. They were every kid in every place at any time. And they all admire the people in their lives. And they wanted them to be a very certain way with and for them as well as others. So what do they admire in us? Yes, us, the people on the list. Are you ready? Selflessness, humor, positivity, bravery, relationships, that they're personal, loyalty, honesty. And the final one that was overwhelmingly identified by kids between the ages of 12 and 18 in two different rooms on two different days? Kindness. We spend so much time trying to judge these kids that we forget too often to ask them how they're doing. What are they seeing and how can we be better for them? But guess what? We must be doing okay because this diverse group of kids, young leaders, young buffaloes, were able to clearly tell me what it is they admired, desired, and what they aspired to be. They literally identified the best in all of us and they showed us that they care that they're watching. So what do we need to do? Well, we need to do more of what they reinforced. We need to do more of what they expect, and we must continue to be our best for others every single day. I mean, most of us would assume they'd admire things like wealth, fame, power, success, material goods, and more generally selfish types of things. Instead, no, they admire the opposite. Selflessness, relationships, kindness, positivity, and being loved. As we head into break and our children are leaving their schools and heading home, we need to remember this. We need to remember that they are watching and learning, that they hear us, that they love us, and they need us to be our best every moment of every day. And when we cannot be our best, they need us to be kind and show them how to overcome the struggles we all face. They need us to model for them what it is that makes us who we are so that they can be the best version of themselves when we 
are not around so that they can aspire higher and charge harder into their lives knowing that we did it and that they can too. Kids will tell a total stranger, me, Ted Knightsky, a lot of things if they are coached into the right reflection and they know a lot more about the world than we give them credit for. We are so busy forcing them to comply that we forget to stop and ask them, what do they need from us? Pick up your room, do your homework, excel at this, be the best at that. What's wrong with you? Why can't you? Instead, now you know what they need from us. And we can really use this to advance those kids, those leaders, and everyone around us. Now, this is not just young Buffalo that need us to be kind, positive, brave, loyal, selfless, and funny. This is what everyone needs. And that is why it's so powerful that young adults were able to identify this. There is no class that we take tests on where we identify the strongest qualities of people. There is only the lessons of life. The lessons they are learning from us every moment of every day. We, we are all leaders with influence. Teaching everyone around us how to be the best version of themselves. And making certain that we are leading wherever our feet are is important. So let's do some smart thinking. Describe how you can model leadership qualities. List ways in which you can increase your understanding of young buffaloes. Describe how you can increase your empathy for the young. That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. Hey, as always, thank you for listening, and please share this episode with your friends, colleagues, and parents everywhere. I think a lot of people need to hear this. Also, thanks to those kids and to the Well Pennies for their great music. I'm excited to have a future episode coming up here where Brian and I will be reviewing some of the great music that he produced in his studio. And finally, oh, how about one more story, huh? This time, it's about my daughter and my mother-in-law, Gracie's grandma, Barb, Nana. I'm very blessed to have a wonderful family on both sides of my life, the family I was born into and the one I married into. My mother-in-law would be best described by her college nickname, Bubbles. She's energetic, generous, caring, kind, funny, intelligent, loving, accepting, and very, very competitive. Playing a game of Scrabble with her feels like an Olympic event in nature. Last weekend, I wanted to test out a new game I bought to use as an icebreaker with my leadership networks. It's called Millennials vs. Boomers, and it is designed to test the knowledge of the two generations. Really, quiz about their lives and cultures. And I thought, who better to test this on other than my mother-in-law and my daughter? Now, as you know, my daughter Grace has qualities, but she's got a lot of qualities of both of her grandmothers, and they are both competitive. So the opportunity to win is very motivating both to my daughter and her grandmas. But Nana, Nana, I thought, whoa, you're going to learn a lot here because I had another great lesson learned about young buffaloes that evening. I consider Grace to be a buffalo, as is her brother. It's kind of a family thing. But I learned that we underestimate young people all of the time. And as older people, we're not really paying attention, at least not that close attention, to them and their worlds. Maybe not as much as we should. Why? Well, Grace crushed her grandma in the game. Grace knew a ton about boomers. Here are some of the questions Grace rattled off answers for. Name the four Beatles. Flower power was the slogan and what war. Who sang these boots are made for walking? What kind of car was Herbie the Lovebug? What is shorthand? When someone runs nude through a park as a prank or a dare, what's it called? Grace knew the answers to all of those. 
she got about 70% of the questions about boomers correct. Well, how about Nana? Here were some of Nana's questions. Who is known for whipping their hair back and forth? What do you do on Twitch? Who lives under the sea in a pineapple? What are you doing if you are jeweling? Who was the first woman to headline at Coachella? What is a snap streak? What does it mean to clap back? Nana kept saying, this isn't fair. And my daughter Grace just kept laughing at how much Grace knew, and I watched her swell with empowerment. Now, to be fair, Nana did get a few right, three of them. And the great lesson for me was this. We barely know anything about the young, their interests, their loves, and yet they know a ton about us. This year, maybe to accelerate the greatness of this generation, we need to spend more time learning about them. They're watching us. They are listening. They know all about us. They know about their grandparents and seemingly everyone around them. Why? Because they're always watching, always learning, and always growing in the images that we present to them. As a result, we need to be more optimistic heading into the new year, more positive, show greater loyalty to them and others, and finally, do what they admire the most. Each minute of every day, we need to demonstrate the qualities that the kids I met, Keen, Thou, Ellie, Quinton, Bo, Carly, Nairobi, and Samantha are asking for. Be a kinder and better version of yourself for those around you. And buffalo into the storm, looking for the opportunity to see the young buffaloes by simply being the best version of yourself and showing them how to get through it. Lead every moment of every day. Lead wherever your feet are and always remember that the score in life is always zero to zero. Never winning, never losing, but always trying to be your best for others. 